Hey guys, welcome to episode 97 of First Frames First. Uh, this week is going to be a little bit different. We do have a run of 8 Limbs 2 DVDs that are going out. Um, so if you would like one of those, please get in touch. But uh, we are this week going to do an old episode where Jason and I did predictions. Um, and we talked about who was going to win each fight that was coming up in the 8 Limbs 2. Um, unfortunately, about a week and a half ago, Jason lost his father. And um, his father was really part of our film family. Uh, Ken Green uh, left us. And yeah, just a wonderful, wonderful man. And such a, such a pleasure to be around. And man, we played a whole bunch of rounds of golf. And I tell you, no matter how much pain the guy was in, he always found a way to kick our ass. That's the bottom line. Um, so he was one of our biggest fans at Fable Forest Films. He really believed in everything that we were doing. And um, doing what we were doing under his watchful eye really meant a lot to Jason and it meant a lot to me too. And we'll miss him. And we love you, Kenny boy. Okay, so on with the show. Hello, and welcome to First Frames First, <laughs> a podcast about filmmaking and our journey becoming film makers. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Green. And I am the other, more important host, Adrain Constantin. Yeah, true. Much more important. Everyone, Less eloquent, <laughs> more important. Everyone, this is our podcast where we talk about uh, our journey as filmmakers. Today is kind of a, a different show. Yeah. It's kind of a special episode. It's very special. Now, we've been, we've been on the long road to making our second season mm -hmm. of our docu-series, Art of Eight Limbs. That's right. Um, everybody that is watching our... This bottle hasn't been opened yet. I know, it's special, special. This is a really special episode. Special cigars. Jeez. Special whiskey. Special Alexander Keats. Special Jack Links. Uh, meat stick. <laughs> you can't I have a, a boys' night out without a meat stick. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, anyone who's been watching our Facebook, our Instagrams uh, through the summer of 2019 has been watching. Adrian and I shoot to all these different Muay Thai gyms, mm -hmm. interviewing people, filming the training, and in three nights' time is the big fight night event at Bingaman's in yeah. Kitchener. So each episode follows two fighters as they prepare to go to battle. And uh, so we've been going and we, we've canvassed, we've shot so many different fighters. And our big night where all the fighters will fight each other. So basically, it, it's going to be the, the climax point for every single episode will be this fight night is happening on Saturday. It is now Wednesday. Hey guys, I'm Adrian. And I'm Jay. We run Fable Forest Films. Right now, we're totally independent. But what's the dream? Making crazy awesome film and television for the biggest studios. This podcast is our journey. We were we were visiting uh, York Muay Thai in yep. Toronto, uh, which is owned by uh, crew Jennifer Lanthier. 
I might have just hatched it at her name. Uh, first female crew in Ontario, first female Muay Thai gym owner mm -hmm. in Ontario. And she was telling us, you guys have to sit down and do a podcast where you give your predictions on who's going to win each of the fights. Because let me tell you something. We have watched every fighter training. We have met them and spoken to them extensively. We, we know their coaches. We know kind of where their headspace is at because we've done a segment where we're outside of the gym. So we kind we've of been into their homes into and their met some of their crying parents. Yeah, one hundred percent. So it's just we we like even the even the the coaches or the promoter Chris Gregg of the show. He's like, like we have seen everyone. He's and like, so I'm jealous that you guys have been in and filming yeah. and seeing all the different gyms and all the training you know minutia mm -hmm. and uh, so now we get to sit back take a little breather because it's about to get hectic for a couple of days and uh, and make our guesses yeah we're gonna make some predictions we're gonna talk about the fighters and we're gonna see who is the better predictor of fights He's lighting a cigar. For all those that are listening, Jason is terrible with no. matches. That's actually when you say lighting a cigar, you mean failing. Mm -hmm. light a failing to light a cigar. So we got these. We saw our shirts tonight, and our shirts are gold. Basically, looks like you have you are you're wearing bling. That's what it looks like. Your shirt is bling. So. It's gonna be great. I'm not sure it's gonna stand up in the wash. It's like a, a once-off shirt. You get to wear it for the event, and then after it comes out of the wash, it will never be the same. But let me tell you something. Before that first wash, looks like a million bucks. Okay? It does. So, okay. How do we wanna begin? Do we, we're gonna we're gonna roll through. Let's do it. Let's do it, okay. Let's roll through the fights. All right. You mention what, who the fighters are. I will are. talk about the fighters. Then we're just going to talk about who we think is going to win the fight and why. Mm -hmm. Let's not overcomplicate things. Okay. First fight. Well, and I don't know what order they're going to be in the show, but the first fight we're going to talk about mm -hmm. is Ben Winger from Darkside mm -hmm. versus Justin Chang from Montrate. Okay. I think that Ben is going to win. This may be... I'm going to let you go while I try and figure out the cigar. Yeah. It's tight. Tightly packed. Mm -hmm. You notice that? Like, it's very toit. I would almost even say it hasn't been in a humidor. Mm. So, hopefully our predictions... It hasn't. Hopefully our predictions aren't the same every single time. Mm -hmm. But I got to be honest with you guys. I think... We're going to see Ben Winger come out on top here. So, why? Well, I'll tell you. I think part of it is going to be coach. Mm -hmm. Daryl Marin from Darkside is a scrapper. He is an awesome fighter uh, from back in the day. And he just looks like he doesn't take any shit from his people. He yeah. gets in the ring, he's a fucking animal. 
You know, he's mm. thick, he's angry, he hits hard, and he wants all of his people to do the same, mm -hmm. you know? And when you're looking at Ben, Ben looks like a sweet, you see a picture of Ben, you see a sweet, uh, skinny kid. Uh, but, you know, looking at his eyes, I see that same sort of look that I see with Dan Sopa, that kind mm -hmm. of like... Dead in the eyes? Dead in the eyes, kind of, sorry Ben, that kind of killer fighter mm -hmm. um, look. Um, you know, and it's scary, mm. you know, and um, I think Justin trains really hard. Justin does some really cool training that I haven't seen at any of the other gyms, and I think this is a Montrate uh, sort of thing, Mon uh, Peter Montrate yeah, um, yeah, yeah. from Toronto. I think he's has a really interesting coaching style where he builds like, um, almost like... I can't uh, smoke a cigar. Yeah, it's no good. I'm very upset. I'm very upset. Just take your time. No, I want to take it back. Yeah. And just be like, this is caca. This is caca. You mm. can't sell this for a lot of money. No. These were expensive. It is caca. This is caca. Yeah. I can't, I can't get it going. Yeah. What do you think about Montrate and Justin Chang? Yeah, so Justin seems like a really nice guy. I think he's going to be very fit. I don't know that he's going to be able to outlast Ben, who is skinnier. And I do think it is not about skill. I think that I think well, that these guys these guys are are they B class? I'm not sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna look but, them up. But the thing is, at this, I'm not sure that it's so much more about skill level. I think it's it comes down more to killer instinct, and I think. Ben has has got more of a killer instinct. Uh, now it does come down to when you step into the ring. Now I'm going to post some pictures later. You guys can see some stuff. But there's there's Ben and Justin. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is you know we we sitting down with Ben too. He's got a very like happy-go-lucky sort of attitude, and. Um, I, I don't know. I'm really excited to see every one of these fights because I feel like maybe I'm going to be surprised. Um, but I, I think that Ben is going to take this one. I think so too. Okay. Do we want to say more on this? No. You're upset. Yeah, I'm very upset. Because I can't even smoke it. Like, there's no point in smoking it if it doesn't smoke properly. Yeah. It, it, like, I can't even... I can't even get it to do a thing. This is an angry cigar podcast. I think this place... Remember I told you last time that... that uh, I think that cigars is like an afterthought for them. I think mm. they bought this place and they're just... That's fine. But don't charge me $20 a cigar. I know. Alright. No, I'm taking this bet. I can't even. I'm so mad. I'm going to take a bet. Now, next fight. Heavyweights. Mm. Victor, Victor from and TKO. Zoran. From TKO Fighting Arts. Yeah. And Zoran from TKMT. Okay. So, <laughs> I think that anything can happen on the day. 
I think Victor punches harder. And I think Victor will be the stronger contender in the ring. I do think Zoran has a wild... There's a wild side to Zoran that we don't really know. There's like a like fearlessness. I think, I think when you guys watch the show, you know, and you're going to hear Zoran's coach saying, we just break people's legs. Like, that's what we do all day. We go in there, we smash their legs, and then it's over. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that tactic. That is That could really hurt. Because Victor's also a southpaw. So his legs sitting out there. Right. And that is a, south, a tactic against southpaw guys. Now, here's the thing. We love all our guys from Kitchener-Waterloo. Yeah. But, we haven't told anybody anything. We can't... We, can't, we don't say anything to we anyone. Can't, when somebody's got a speciality, when somebody's got a... You know, some we don't se- give hints. Some secret sauce, we can't. It's not To fair. people who we're close to friends with. Mm-hmm. Or we see more regularly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Victor's quick for such a heavyweight. He's a really fast mover. Yeah. I think Zoran will be able to keep up with him. I think Victor's stronger. I think Zoran's not afraid of a fight. Zoran's not afraid of a fight. He no. loves to fight. Yeah, and in no. fact, he's got he's the kind of guy where you punch him and then you kind of start smiling. Kind of creepy. I am he's weird. He's a I weird am going to give this fight to Victor. Yeah. Okay. I'm going. I don't. And you don't have to. We don't have to cross paths here I'm going to give it to Victor but I'm going to tell you that this fight could be bloody and it could be amazing I'm I'm excited to see it because I've watched now Victor has fought Zoran before mm-hmm. he beat him mm-hmm. and I think he can do it again and, and but and I will tell you know what there is something to be said for someone who's coming in getting into the ring again with someone who's beaten them before they are coming hard I think Zoran is going to come hard you know but I I think that I think that Victor is better trained. Mm-hmm. I think he's quicker. I think he's going to take it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be. I think this one's going to be awesome. I've seen heavyweight fights before, and these guys, when they smash each other around the ring, like they'll go in. They can almost knock the whole ring over. Yeah, you know, yeah. They yeah. hit the ropes. They fall out. All kinds of crazy. Because they're big dudes, man, doing it's big amazing. things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so Zoran, and Zoran, the thing is, he has thick trunks. He's got thick legs, man. So, if they go with an attack-the-leg approach, yeah. I, I mean, Zoran is, Zoran is like half the size he is in that photo now. And for this fight, he's going to be lighter than Victor. Right. I mean, I th- I'm going to give it to Victor, too. But I think it's I think it's gonna be a hard fought win. I think so. I don't think it's gonna be a walk in the park for especially if they if they do if they follow their tactic because I don't know if Victor can if they kick that if they chop the tree down from the legs it could be it could be sore for Victor and that could be the win for 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 Zoran also right. Well, the thing is, if the guy can't if the guy if the guy can't use his leg anymore problems okay okay that's it ben number one victor number two okay all right third we're gonna we're gonna talk about one of the ladies fights yeah um we're gonna talk about sonia 
versus uh, from TKO versus Sam from Southside. Man, we're, we're, we're just running along the same lines because I already know that you're going to say so you think Sonya's going to win. Yeah. Now, so, this, this was an interesting one. Do you yeah. want to give some of the background? Yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, they, they TKO and Southside, they agreed to a weight class back in July, a weight class of 132. So mm -hmm. whenever whenever somebody knows what weight they're going to try to hit and they're they're pushing hard towards that weight, um, that's that's what they're planning for, right? And um, you know we did go and meet Sam, and Sam, man, Sam kicks like a, she's she's oh, yeah. powerful. No, this there there is she's got something totally, um, she's totally got some magic she, there. She does look smaller, mm -hmm. but she's thicker, right? She almost weighs the same as Sonya, even though she's shorter, right? Um, but with about a week left, uh, Southside mentioned to TKO that they would might would have to call the fight off because Sam was too small, right? Uh, and this was a, a bit of a point of contention for everyone. So, what they agreed on was that they would lower the weight class to 128. So that's four pounds. So Sam likely doesn't have to do anything to stay at that weight, but Sonia now has to drop four more pounds in a week. So she's got so kind she, of got to starve herself she's gonna, right before the fight. She knows she's going to feel dehydrated. And she hungry. knows she's going to be hungry. She knows mm. she's not coming into the fight in tip-top shape. And so she is she's a little disappointed. It could make it very tough for her. Mm -hmm. Like, there could be uh, a problem with her running out of gas, right? If she feels like she's not, you know, yeah. fed. She's out of water. She's out of food. Because I was talking to Chris tonight, actually. One of the techniques they use is that you actually just drink a lot of water so that your body is used to pissing out a lot of water. And then right before the fight, you stop drinking water. But your body continues to eject the water at the same speed that it's been ejecting the water for for the past three weeks or whatever mm -hmm. so you lose a bunch of weight right before the fight mm. and i was like is that dangerous and he was like it's one of the least dangerous ways to do it oh anyway yeah so we're gonna see now the thing is that this i come back to this again it's the fire sonia she's got a fire man she's got like this 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 deep intense fire that is uh yeah, I'm not sure if it go. You see, the thing is, I'm not sure if they they're able to like put on the show when they're training, right? And then when they get into the ring, is that fire still burn the same way when they're facing an opponent? I think so. So, for that reason, I give it to Sonia. Both of these ladies are interesting. They're both very similar, sort of. Mm -hmm. They both have some darkness. They both have some artistic creativity in angst, there. artistic angst. Totally. They have require they, they need an outlet. They both play guitar, write songs. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. The similarities between them are amazing. Yeah. Now they're gonna punch each other in the face in the ring and see who is the best at being that person. Right. I think it's gonna be Sonia. 
this is so hard. I'll tell you what the hard part about this podcast is we've met all of these people, and they're great people. Yeah, it, do you know what? Every single person that we've met is awesome. We've just enjoyed, like, they're, they're, Zoran. They're lovely. Zoran, we hung out at a board game cafe. He told us about, you know, making board games for a living, and he's such a... such The stories that the guy... Mm. The guy can talk forever. Uh, you know, we talked to him about, you got to come on the show, and we'll just talk and talk and talk. Um, you know, Sam, lovely girl, interesting... Uh, cool childhood, mm-hmm. but it's fight night. Who's gonna win? It's gonna so be Sonya. It's gonna be Sonya. Do you think it's gonna be Sonya by a bit of a landslide, or do you think Sonya's gonna? Yeah. I think it'll be. I don't think. Should we jump back? I think Sonya is gonna end the fight in two rounds. No. No. I think that. We're going to be surprised. think so? think it's yeah. going to be a three-rounder for them? I think it's going to be a three-rounder, and I think it's going to be closer than we think. Yeah? I think it's going to be closer than it appears. Just because on the day, I think Sam's going to come up a, come up a notch. Okay. Here we go. Midpoint. So, well, let me and let me say, I think Sonia is going to take it in the end. I think Sonia, I think Sonia might be the just... She might just have a little, she might just be a bit more of a technical fighter. Yeah. I, I think so. And yeah. I think I just think it's the fire. Yeah. We've seen her work and she works the look, really hard. The look in her eye when she's uh hitting the bag, you're like, oh, shit, she wants she's she's working through some things. She's gonna punch the shit out of a thing. Moving on. Damon Waitman mm. from Darkside. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me jump back. Sonia and Sam. Okay. Maybe this podcast requires some editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damon from Darkside versus Julian from Crudar Muay Thai. Oh man, now, this, this, is, this is the battle. This, this is, gonna is be exciting. This is to me, this is going to be like This is going to be one of the top battles. Yeah. Besides the last fight which is like the 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 belt fight for the Ontario belt. This fight is going to be fireworks. Man, see I I'll tell you, I I would give it to Damon right away. When I first met Damon, I was like Jesus Christ. This guy will smash everything. Yeah. But then I met I met Julian. My goodness, this guy hits hard. Mm. Like we watch everybody hit the bags, you know? And when I watch people hit the bags, I kind of imagine the bag being a human being. Mm-hmm. You know? And a lot of times, you know, you, you but watch... But you can't, though. I know. In a weird way, you, the bag is just an open target, right? No, no, but what I mean is... What I mean is, I imagine myself, a.k.a. open target McGee, getting hit by whatever these guys are dishing out, you know? Yeah. And even jumping back to Victor, right? Like, these guys hit hard. They're hitting the bag, they're like... 
you know, and it's amazing. But then you watch a guy like Julian kicking this bag, kneeing this bag, and the bag's like crumpling in half, you know, when he's kicking, and you're like, man, every one of these strikes. I mean, it, de- it also depends on the bag. It's fair. Yeah, yeah. It's very true. Yeah, I mean, you go to one bag, you kick it, it breaks your foot. He, Jason was walked up to a bag, kicked it, limped away after it was, one. It was amazing. I kicked, it was a put-you-in-your-place moment. I, I was like, the minute I kicked it, I was like, uh-oh. And days later, all the side of my foot was completely bruised. It swelled up. It was, it was awesome. I think I kicked it in the wrong spot at the bottom, but anyways. Yeah, it's really hard at the bottom. So, but what I'm saying is bags are different, and you got the heavy bags, and sometimes you have bags, because we put them at the bags where it was best for us to shoot the cameras. Maybe we were putting them at a bit of a softer bag, right? Now, I will say, though, that I think that Julian like, seems like a very proficient practitioner Muay Thai. He seems, he seems really good. Like Damon, see, you, Damon, you watch you watch Julian from Crudar, and he is all elbows, elbow, 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 knees. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, so I think he's a pretty deadly fighter. Now we also have, like, it was funny because uh, Crew Daryl yeah. from uh, Dark Side oh. was like he gave us the best line for the show. He's like, "We're not losing to some kid from Toronto," and I loved that line. And that's going in the show. But it also, he's really putting his money where his mouth is. Right? Yeah. And the cool thing and is, it doesn't matter if his guy wins or loses, that line's great no matter what. Yeah, and do, do you know what the thing is? But it's kind of tempting fate. You're poking the fate bear. Yeah. You're poking Murphy's Law right in the butthole. Well, he believes. He, he believes. believes. He believes in his guy. Now, so, uh, let, let's go. Let's go. So, uh, I think... It, Damon is just a solid, hard fighter. I think he's hard as nails. That kid is hard. Yeah. I think Julian is probably a little more skilled, but he's probably not as aggressive and not as tough. Hmm. Now, we know, we know, that they went, that dark side went to go and watch Julian's fight. Did they? Yes. Damon and, Damon and Daryl went to go and watch Julian fight. I did not know that. And j- d- while Daryl was watching, they watched the fight, and Daryl was like, this guy's not going to be able to hurt you. And I think they even saw the fight where he did the flying knee and knocked Julian, the guy out. Julian did a flying knee and knocked his opponent out. Yeah, like, I, th- I think, I don't, know if, I don't know how the fight ended exactly, but he did a flying knee and knocked him to the ground. Oh. Whether that ended the fight or not, I don't know. Fair enough. But, like, <clears throat> so... They are like, he's not going to have enough fire to come and get you, Damon. And we're going to train you how to move, keep away from the knees and the, and the things, mm-hmm. and the dangerous weapons. Mm-hmm. But Crudar knows that Julian's biggest weakness is his, that he's not aggressive. And if he can cultivate that aggression, man, he's going to be dangerous. He will be really dangerous. If he's able to come out aggressive in this fight, yeah. Damon is done. Yeah. He's going to beat Damon. Not, not, let, let me not say Damon is done, but I think he will beat Damon. If Julian comes out like firing on all pistons, like, grr, mm-hmm. he's ready to rock, yeah. I think then Damon will be in trouble. If Julian doesn't come out hard, I think Damon will beat him. 
Okay, so prediction. Shit, this is a tough one. This is this is one of those ones that's that I it could go either way so easily. Like the the breeze could determine, yeah, soft breeze can determine who's going to take it. I am going to go with Julian because Daryl tempted fate, and okay. that in my experience, that is in my personal experience with life, that's the way that life works. Mm -hmm. You say that uh... when you say. There's no ways I'm going to lose. That is exactly the point at which you get your ass handed to you. <laughs> so, I think that Julian's going to take it. Yeah. I don't know how. Oof. This is going to be a battle. I'm, I'm almost looking forward to this fight more than the, more than the, the title fight. I will, well, I'll tell you what, it, this is a tough one for me. Yeah. So my inclination is to go with Julian, because like I said, he, watching him hit the bag. You see, and this is the thing though. Scared it's, me, but. But hitting the bag is different I, to hitting a guy. I know, that's why. Opponent. That's why I'm going to go with Damon. I'm going to go with Damon on this one. I think that. That is a good decision. I think that he, Damon is. He is he, a machine. He's, he's hard, a, man. He's a monster. That kid is hard. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to. You he's don't want that guy to be cross with you in a no. dark alleyway. No. He'll no. crush you. I'm going with Damon. I think he's going to take it. Okay. I'm happy that we that we took different roads. Finally. Then. Okay. Oh, look at this. My wife's sending me photos of homes. Here we go. Maybe by the time this <laughs> airs, I own a new home. Okay. The problem is he wants to live in an apartment. Yeah. Next fight is... Back to the ladies. This is great. I know, right? This is good shit, I will say. It's my favorite. Remember, remember yeah, I, bought, yeah, yeah, I, bu yeah, yeah. I bought that one that one bottle when I came back from like Mexico when we were shooting. And mm -hmm. we all had it like a little bit every night or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And... Uh, I've had Johnny Walker before, there, but this one it's is different. This is the good. This double this is black is like where it's is smoky. That? It's yeah. it's pretty great. Mm. It really is good. It's okay. got. It's almost got. I, I would say it's almost got like a sweetish, a little bit of a sweet. A Swedish? A sweet Swedish flavor. <laughs> dark, 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 dark. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Anyway, Swedes sitting in barrels just sweating. Fork, 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 fork. <laughs> I'm sure that's racist. <laughs> it is not. It's got to be. Are Swedish? They're not a race. They're just a, they're a country. Are they not? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, All right. It might be racist. Nationalist. Yeah. Okay. Next fight is Laura versus Jade. Laura from York Muay Thai mm -hmm. versus Jade from... Legacy Fight Club Living in, in Barry. Okay, here we go. Now, now Jade. Jade was one of the first people that we filmed right in the beginning. Filmed. Now I think that I think that my view 
might be skewed mm-hmm. on how long it's been since we watched Jade fighting mm-hmm. be, or training because the thing the thing about about Jade is that she's had like when we went to film her it was probably like a month and a half or yeah, yeah. two months before the event she so, probably hadn't, hadn't even really started pushing for the event mm-hmm. yet so I will say that this probably is going to influence my decision a little I think Jade is a more I th- I'm I feel like Jade is a more technical fighter than mm-hmm. Laura. Mm-hmm. I think Jade takes care to have the motions down, and she is powerful. I think. Mm-hmm. But, I think she has more power than than Laura. But. I think I'm going to give this fight to Laura. I think now, Laura works at Oasis Sex Club, which is a place where people go, mm-hmm. and uh, they make sexual things happen. And we went and filmed there because they gave us permission, and when they weren't open, then we went because it's so interesting for the show. So we went and filmed her, and she kind of told us about the club and what she does there, and it was uh, eye-opening. I didn't even know that there were places like this in the world. I mean, I assumed there were. I just didn't know that they were in Toronto. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. L- Lara, Lara's tough. And the thing about Lara is that she's also a lot older than you think. She hates people when people talk about her age because she feels like it's an excuse. Mm-hmm. But she's mid-40s. But she trains hard. Like, she... Hard. She, like... She quit one of her... She went to part-time work and quit one of her jobs so that she could train harder for this fight. Right. Like, she is... She wants it bad. She is all in. She is hungry. You know what I mean? Now, the other thing that... This is her art. Like, she does all the other life stuff, but Muay Thai and getting in the ring, this is probably the... I, I don't know. I'm just putting words in her mouth from what from talking to her I think it's probably one of the most important things in her life mm-hmm. oh without a doubt and I'll tell you the one thing that uh, really struck me was we were talking to her crew her coach Jennifer and we were like what's one of the kind of weaknesses of Laura like technically fighting you know what is something that she really needs to work on and Jennifer was like I don't know. She's never gotten... Oh, I no, that wasn't the question. The question was, okay, the fighter's in trouble. It's the second round. You know, you're in between second round and third round. You know, your fighter's in trouble. They're gassed. They're, you know, they, they don't know what to do. What kind of advice are you giving them in the corner before that third round? And the answer was, I don't know. She's never had a problem with any of her opponents. She's 5-0, and oh, right? Mm, she's 5-0. She's 5-0. and oh. she's, five and oh. she's blown through everyone she's been in the ring with. She's not going to so, blow through Jade. I don't, she's not going to blow through Jade. No. I think, and Jennifer said the Jade same. Jade is going to be her hardest fight. Jennifer said that Jade's probably going to be the hardest fight that Laura's had. But I think i got to give it to Laura. I think she wants it more. I think she everything she's got is going into preparing to crush Jade. And I think that Jade is strong and hits hard and is a technically great fighter. But I think there is something to say about that fire, like you said. Mm-hmm. I 
I I loved Laura. Mm-hmm. I think she was amazing. Like her story, her, her life, outlook. her outlook on life. Like I was completely just in awe of her, mm-hmm. right? And the way that she lives. I think this is this is what I think is going to happen. I think Laura's going to rock her in the I think Laura's going to rock Jade in the first round. I think Laura's going to come out. Laura's going to beat on Jade a little bit in the first round. But then I think Jade's going to not... I think Jade's desire to win. Because the thing is, I think that Laura... Laura's like, every fight is, a new, is an experience, whether you win or lose. Right. Kind of attitude. And she's sparring with guys. Like, she's... like, And I know that Jade is sparring with guys as well, but she would go to a spar session. We went to one of her training sessions, and she's sparring with just big people and like giving it so giving she's it. getting a lot of against heavier stronger people she's yeah. going right yeah yeah but i do think that jade doesn't want to lose so you think jade's gonna really turn it on second round i think jade's gonna turn it on it's after laura's gonna rock a little bit and jade's gonna really turn it on Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have to watch out. And then I think it's going to come down to the third round and we're going to see who gets gassed first. Mm-hmm. But I think Jade's going to get gassed first. I think it's going to be close. But you think Laura's going to take it? J- I think Jade's amazing. I think I think Jade could get a shot in there that could rock Laura. I'm trying to think. I, I don't know if Laura hits hard enough to rock Jade. I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. I think Laura Laura might take think, it in the clinch. I do think Jade has more strength, more yeah. power. Yeah, more power. I think I think I think Jade like Laura will take it in the clinch because that's where she's gonna gas her out. And she was like as soon as they start gassing and Laura climbs into the clinch and she's got a bit of that extra height. if Jade can last or if Jade can get a good shot in, she'll take Laura down. Yeah. But I think Laura's gonna grind out Laura the three is rounds. Laura's a little bit taller. Yeah, I think Laura's gonna grind out the three rounds and take the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're pretty much on the same page. Yeah, here. for that one, it, yeah, it feels it, like the we're thing is, seeing the same. The thing is, because Jade hits so hard, if Jade finds a gap and lands a good shot, I mean, it could really. It, that's you see, that's all Jade really needs. Laura's game plan, I feel like, is a three-round game plan. Jade to take the fight. It could be. It could happen in a single shot. You know, in Crudar, there's a sign on the wall, mm-hmm. a Mike Tyson quote. I don't know if you saw it heading down to the mm-hmm, basement there. Mm-hmm. And the Mike Tyson quote was, "Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face." Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I really enjoyed seeing that the couple times we were there. And the thing is, maybe age could be a factor. I don't think it will be. I all I'm saying is. If Jade finds that gap and lands that solid, powerful punch, mm-hmm. it could no, play a factor. For sure. I Well, I think Laura's going to be fit as a fiddle for this. So, I don't know that... I don't know that... I think Jade's shot that would rock Laura would rock anyone. Yes, yeah, If I'm she saying. landed it, right? Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter their age. They would so, like... Well, for someone in their 40s. <laughs> this guy's in his 40s. Okay, so both of us are giving... I'm giving it to Laura by a nose here. Yeah. 
I think Laura's going to come out and she's going to pound it and she's going to win. I think she's going to be the clear winner. Okay. But I think it's going to be a great fight. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you think they're going to go? Yeah, they'll go. Through. I think they'll yeah, go all three, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay, how many is that? That's five. Now, I don't want to talk about the title fight yet. Hold on, let me find the other fights. Next fight is Aaron okay. Tittle yeah. from TKO versus Marquise from Mass. Mm-hmm. Now, full disclosure, with three days left before the fight, we haven't fight met, night, we we haven't haven't met Marquise, Marquise yet. yet. He's, he's, arri- he's just arrived back from Thailand mm-hmm. from a training camp in Thailand. Now, and I talked to him tonight. He's been training hard in Thailand. So yeah. when we see him tomorrow, he already let me know he's not going to be putting on the display that some other fighters put on mm-hmm. because he's he's winding down to on, relax to relax on the way to the fight. So yeah. he's not going to be smashing bags. He's not going to be going super hard and killing himself for us on camera, right? Now, with all that said, sight unseen. Now Marquise is is training first of all with Mass, who's a great. Uh, traditional Muay Thai gym. Chris yeah. Q is awesome. Um, totally a cornerstone of Muay Thai in, in the Tri-Cities. For which sure. means every one of his fighters is going to know what to do. Yeah. Is going to be an animal. And he's been training in Muay Thai. It's, or in, in Thailand at Thai Muay Thai training camps. The only thing we can I can say is that Aaron wants it real bad. Like... We saw him today at he the gym. He wants it so bad. He wants it so bad. First of all... <laughs> he's hungry. Adrian goes... Yeah, no kidding, he's hungry. Adrian goes, Aaron, eat a sandwich. <laughs> oh, fuck. I look at the guy across the room. His face is like gaunt. He's looking skinny. He's like he's like skin and bones. I'm like, fucking go and eat a sandwich, I, bro. I said, to, I said to Chris, I'm like, Aaron's chin looks like... It'll cut you in half. Yeah, like yeah. His chin looks like a razor blade right now. Sharp, yeah. So the thing is, is Chris uh, Greg was saying that he was worried about this fight. Yeah. Because Marquise has been in Thailand for quite a while, and he just got back to Canada today, which is three days away from the big event. We're actually going to Mass to film him tomorrow. Um, so by the time this airs, we won't have seen him. So Chris Gregg was worried that uh, this fight may not happen. Like he just, it wasn't. He's just worried because the guy's not even in the country, and it's three days before the fight. Mm-hmm. You're like, what if something happens? What if the guy and something, you know? And uh, the thing is, is that he was saying that Aaron is worried too because he said Aaron has his fights canceled all the time. Yeah, Chris. Chris mentioned that. Like, so fight. Firstly, fight cancellations in any fighting thing is a big deal two people are like okay we're gonna fight and then in the intensive fight training and injuries are like a normal part of being a fighter yeah but in that preparation somebody can get injured like we had this fight and a, one of the guys was doing just a well we'll talk about that one in a second yeah but he injured himself he had to pull him he put, had to pull out of the fight now it's four four five days before the, the event and he's like i popped my elbow so I can't fight. There's just no ways I can fight. Right. And it's not not on purpose. It's an accident and it happens. And this happens for all sorts of reasons. People will pull out of the fights. Yeah. Right? So, it, it like for the 36 fights that Aaron has had, he's had like 30 cancellations. And think about this for a second. 
that's you preparing for a fight so you are dieting you're training your ass off Hard. you're getting ready for the fight and then the the person you're coming Sorry, up against guys. is like oops i hurt myself and you're like fuck because of all the effort you've been putting in all the time that you've been putting in and then and maybe these guys don't get paid they're amateurs yeah so they are they're, it's that's a, it sacrifice done. it's a sacrifice of the the family life it's you know all the time that like this time re, right now like these guys are training every single day they are training yeah so it is a blow now because this fight is on aaron is like i'm ready i'm, I'm ready to show my skills mm -hmm. right because i get to have this fight he wants it bad i'm giving it to aaron never even met marquise what are you gonna do i uh, yeah now I, aaron he was also supposed to be in art of eight limbs one yeah, his fight season got one. Canceled, yeah. His fight got cancelled. So Aaron, you if you ever see season one, he's the guy that we put in the he, intro. He ended up fighting some other guy from Toronto, which was fine. But he his fight that was supposed to be And he uh, just crushed the guy. They weren't even they, they weren't even yeah. they weren't even the same. He's in the intro. Yeah. So I am going to say I mean how how can we call it? We've never seen Marquise. That's why I'm just calling it for Aaron, because uh, Yeah. Go, Aaron. Go, Aaron. But like, the thing is, coming back off of off of from from Thailand, I mean, he's got a tough fight. He he's gonna have a really tough fight. I'm gonna give it to Aaron too because we because we've actually met him. Yep, we've actually seen him, and he's trained his butt off. Uh oh, we might be wrong. Who knows? Well, I think the way that Aaron trains makes me feel like he's like Marquise is a good fighter. Like Aaron knows that he's a he's gonna be a tough competitor. And he's just coming back from Thailand, so he's really gonna to want to show people what he's got, you know, what he's learned, how he's grown as a fighter. I think he's gonna be hungry. Yeah. I think Aaron is a very technical practitioner. He's like his he's like if you if you need to define the the what it is to fight Muay Thai, I feel like you would watch Aaron fight and you'd be like, that is Muay Thai. Yeah. He said... Uh, uh, I think I, Aaron's going to take it. I think so too. Okay. Next fight... We might change our minds tomorrow no. when we meet Marquise. Uh, we're going to have a podcast amendment. We'll do more scotch and... No, we won't. Um, next fight, this is, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. So what happened was we had Dan Kilcullen from Legacy. Mm -hmm. And he was going to be up against... Another guy, can't even remember who now. Can't remember. Oh, I don't even remember. So they were, they were, and we don't care. And we we don't care. So Dan's fighting. We we filmed him. We thought he was great, great guy, and fire, totally like a, like a to like total like he's fighting from this angry, yeah, this angry hockey kid space. You know what I mean? He's just a he's a crusher. Yeah, he's like you don't want to be. You he's an enforcer in hockey. Yeah, totally. You don't want to. You don't want to look at that guy when you know what I mean. You don't want him looking at you funny in the bar. You like, you just like, I'm sorry, you. Yeah. Pardon fiery me, red hair. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me as I leave out the back door. So, when his opponent backed out, mm -hmm. the replacement was this guy named Taylor from Crudar, same gym as Julian that we were talking about earlier, and these guys are like <laughs> Julian and Taylor are like besties. Yes, they are besties. Yeah, they the train, two guys from they Crudar, train yeah. together. They both work, work at Crudar, yeah. personal trainers, 
and Taylor, again, he also is a hockey player. He's he also a hockey kid, also an enforcer. Yeah. And, uh, man, he's just a monster. <laughs> he's a monster. Yeah, also knees and elbows. Yeah. It seems sure. to be the crude R way. Now, I will tell you, I think... So, oh, who would have? Who do you think would have won I, between Dan and Taylor? I think Dan. I, I think so. Like, mm-hmm. I think Taylor is tough. And he looks like a bruiser. Mm-hmm. But I think that Dan is a more technical fighter. And I think that... Straight, I, I, his, straight, his straight hard punches would have done some serious damage, I, I think. I think so. I think so. He, he's, when Dan is hitting the pads, you're like... This guy will deal some damage. It'll be it'll be tough. You're out. These these were garbage. I'm so upset. Yeah. So <clears throat> now now Dan. So you go. Let's, yeah. let's Dan was doing burpees and dislocated his elbow. Popped his elbow right out. So with like three or four days before the fight. Legacy Fight Club, who is very tight with TKO, had yeah. to call and apologize and apologize and be like, "I got some Dan's really injured. bad news. There's yeah. nothing we can do. He cannot fight." Now, Legacy has found a replacement. This kid named Jaden, who we have not met, also came up to A class, so he's going to fight Taylor. On the text, Jaden's like always ready for a scrap. Right, so, who knows? But I think Taylor's. I think Taylor's gonna win. I the guy the guy who's like, yeah, sure, I'm in. Yeah. And the guy who's like, laser point focus. You're just like, I mean, the guy who's. I like, don't yeah. see how a guy who is like, yeah, with three days left before the fight, I'll. I mean, I know that these guys train hard and they probably stay pretty fight ready. I just can't I can't see you being like sure I'll take that fight and win I, I don't think so I think Taylor is going to take this one I don't know if it's fair but I, I do think that there's a certain level of like pride and honor that went into uh, Jaden taking the spot for yeah, Dan yeah it's, it's they're doing it real solid I think so and and I think it's great and we will whatever show we make we'll, we'll probably include Dan and we'll probably do. We'll probably film um, Jaden on the day, like probably interview him before the fights, just to get a sense of who he is. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. But I, I mean, I think this one's going to go to Taylor. But I mean, I, I think so. again, it's. I no, think so. No once, once again, another another practitioner of knees and elbows, and uh, a, a tall, a tall kid. Like he's yeah. a tall dude, yeah. and I'm allowed to call him a kid because he's twenty something. He's like twenty. No, is he twenty? He's in his twenties. So, as someone who's 36, I can call him a kid and feel good about it. 36. Oh, back in the day when you were in your 30s, AJ. <laughs> okay, so Taylor. We think Taylor's going to take that one. Yeah. Um, how do you think the fight's going to end? I think he's going to... I think it's... Uh, who knows? I think Taylor's I think gonna... he's going to get a stoppage. I think it'll be a stoppage. I think Taylor's just going to cr- run him over. I, I mean, I don't know. We're going to meet Jaden. And maybe Jaden's amazing. I just don't know. I really hope so. Hold on. Hold I really on. hope he's. I Hold really on. hope it's a tough. I fight. have a plan. Here's what we're gonna do. Phone Jaden. No, no, no. But we're gonna do a little Why scoping. Is that, sir? 
We're going to call him right now. Be like, Jaden, we don't think that. <laughs> but here's what we're going to do. I have a, I have a chat with them. We're going to scope them out on Facebook here, if I can. Hold on. Let me look at a couple piggies. Yep, this is this is what we're gonna do. Okay, so you look at a couple piggies, and then I will look at a couple piggies. Oh. Oh, that's him. Yeah. Why is it on Pornhub? <laughs> oh, oh. The next picture is the best. No, the next one. No, the next one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. He looks like he has something. He looks like he's... I don't know. He doesn't look like he's going to be a walkover. I don't know. No, I think Taylor's going to take it, but I don't think Jaden might. Jaden might not be the walkover we think he's going to be. I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's not. But who knows? All right, let me jump back because I think we're at the last fight. But let yeah. me just make sure. We talked about Ben, so it's Ben, both of us. Mm -hmm. It's Sonia, both of us. Mm -hmm. It's Victor, both of us. Yeah. It's Laura and Jade. Mm -hmm. It's Taylor. That hurts my heart. I know. It hurts my heart to say that. It's Julian and Damon. Mm -hmm. It's Aaron. For us. Mm -hmm. And now we reach title fight time. Well, and then it's Taylor for the last one. But well, it's Taylor, yeah. That's yeah, what you said, yeah. And then uh, last fight. Last fight. Now, <laughs> this is an interesting one. So this is a title. This is a title fight for Ontario. Muay Thai Ontario. Ontario, uh, yeah. Weight, this particular weight class, and uh, this is also the tiebreaker, the rubber match between Dan Sopa and Charles, Charles Chen. Chen. So this this is like a match. This is an amazing. This match. is a match made in heaven for us. It is because here's the thing. So. <clears throat> Muay Thai was brought to definitely Ontario, but you know they've also talked about Muay Thai being brought to Canada by uh, a John Suchart. Now John is like the the title, so it's like Mr. Suchart essentially is yeah. the idea. But a John is like the highest highest master of Muay Thai. And there were there are different schools. There are two different schools. There are people that came from the Fady family, right? And there are people that came from a John Suchart, right? But like. So many of the gyms we went to. I think Mass is the Mass and Darkside are the only gyms that we went to that came on from the That's Fady, Fady, lineage, Fady yeah. lineage. Yeah, a John Suchart's lineage. All the other gyms we went to had people who had been trained by a John, a John Suchart and spoke about him with this incredible reverence. That was like, like just people just looked up to this guy. Like I'm excited. I'm excited to meet him to too. Meet him. He's supposed to come to the event. Yeah. I said this. I said this the other day, but we listened to Chris Gregg talk about him at length. Yeah. From TKO, we heard Jen Lankier from York Muay Thai talk about him. Mm -hmm. Clifton Brown, five-time world, world Muay Thai champion, yeah. 
talk about a John Su chart. Who else? Uh, TKMT, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Montrate, yes. Yeah, Montrate trained with a John <coughs> Su chart. Anyways, yeah. lot, lot. And the thing, what I said was, if anyone ever spoke about me the way these guys speak about their coach, a John Suchart. I mean, I feel like I would have done something unbelievable in life. Yeah. The, the way they talk about him, the reverence and the love, even though apparently he's a hard ass. But the thing is, so one of the things everybody says about him is that when he tells you to do 50 push-ups, he's right there next to you and he does 100. Right. And he like teases you. Right. About the, you know, he's like, come on, you young buck. And he like does the push-ups. I like hopping around you, like just like kicking your butt. So Dan Soper come fighting out of TKO, Chris Griggs. Yeah. Wonder kid, let's call him there. This kid is he's a killer. Yeah. And you, you saw him he's in season, merciless. You saw him in season one. Yeah. And he won. Yes. He has since Art of Eight Limbs season one, he's represented Canada, Team Canada, been on Team Canada twice in China. And in Argentina. Yeah. He won a silver medal in Argentina, I think. Yes, that's right. Um, the thing is, for Muay Thai, the Olympics are coming. Yeah, it's it might, a potential. It might, it might not be next one, but it, it's, it's coming. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I love, to, I love to think that maybe Dan could be an Olympian. Yeah. Um, I know we talked to his parents, and they are uber proud mm -hmm. uh, to see Dan on television, to see him doing his thing. He is like a Muay Thai craftsman. Well, the thing is, he's he's like a, you get, there are certain people who have like the perfect body type for Muay Thai. And so Dan has that. He's he's in a lightweight category, but he's really long. Yeah. Like he's a really long kid. He's like six foot something. And like all of his limbs are just like long, and his elbows are sharp, and they hit hard. Even his mom was like, "Oh, if I walk past him and hit his elbows, like they'll cut me." Yeah, like so he has like this sort of this perfect build for Muay Thai, right? And uh, on top of that, he's an amazing fighter. So he doesn't just have the body, the right body, the the perfect body type, but he's got the the fight. All yeah. he thinks about is Muay Thai. Yeah, and fighting. And, and fighting. And and that... So, the thing is... But, in Charles Chen's corner, he's being trained by Clifton Brown. Now, Clifton Brown is a five-time world champion at Muay Thai. He lived in Thailand. He trained in Thailand for a long time. He speaks Thai. That's yeah. how long he was there. Yeah. And he, according to... Chris, like, speaking to Chris Gregg, who knows him really well and has sparred with him a lot says he understands fighting on a level that a lot of people don't understand fighting he says that you know and I and you know I don't think I'm sharing anything that Chris wouldn't share but Chris Gregg who trains Dan says um, whenever Chris goes anywhere to fight even back in the day people would recognize Chris Gregg as a really top practitioner of Muay Thai. Yeah. Really good. He'd walk into any room and he would be, he would be among, the, the among the top guys. 
but he says that if you think Clifton Brown is in Muay Thai University... Well, let me put it this way. Greg used to think that he was in Muay Thai University, and then he would get into the ring and spar against Clifton Brown, and all of a sudden he would be in kindergarten. And he would realize that Clifton Brown is in university. He tells this story. Now I'm going to tell this story. Yeah. Because we didn't get it on camera, so... Chris Gregg used to spar pretty regularly with Clifton, just for fun, you know, never going crazy, but he said that every time he would plan some sort of move, Clifton would always have some answer. And when we were at the gym, when we were at Lotus Lotus Muay Thai, where Clifton is training Charles, they would be doing special stuff, and Clifton would say, for this round, you guys have to turn the cameras off. Because you cannot see, well, you cannot. You guys can see it because you guys are dumb. You guys he don't didn't understand. say that, but he was like, "I don't care if you guys watch because you probably don't understand." But you can't film it so people can study what's happening here, because he was like, "Every move has an answer," and he did this little, these little dances, these little moves, working with Charles, practicing something, which I didn't understand. But again, it's his way. And when we were ta- when we were talking about this, every move has an answer. Every you know, there's always something to do. Chris Gregg was recounting the story about how every time he would spar with Clifton, Clifton would always know what he was going to do. And so he came yeah. up with this plan. And Clifton says it's not checkers; it's chess. You have to think moves ahead. And so Chris Gregg was like, "I'm going to plan moves ahead." And not only that, I'm going to, over the next three weeks, I'm going to start to lay the seeds of a fake. So I'm going to hit him here, I'm going to hit him here, and then I'm going to come around and hit him here. And I'm going to do the same thing every time for three weeks. So he starts to think he knows my move. But when I, when I, when I lay it on the line, when I throw down my secret move, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But then I'm going to do this over here, and I'm going to get him finally, and I'm going to crush him. So he plans this move, he plans this move, he plans this move, and finally it's the day. And he, he's like, this round is going to be my moment. It's the thing I've been waiting for for weeks. And he does his thing, and he does his thing, and he comes around, and Clifton spins around, hits him with a backwards elbow, and then kicks him with a spinning kick and knocks him right out the ring. <laughs> and just crushed him. And yeah. he... He, he goes and tells Clifton later, I had been practicing this thing. I thought I was going to catch you off guard. And Clifton was like, I don't know. You did this thing. I countered with this thing. It's just, it's just the way. It's just the, the thing that I know how to do. Yeah. Every move has an answer, and I don't have to think about it. And that's why he's a five-time world champ. That's right. And he's cha- training Dan's opponent, opponent. Charles. So Dan, <coughs> when, when Dan and Charles first faced off, Mm-hmm. Dan won. Mm-hmm. Significantly won. Significantly. He kind of crushed him. Then, they had a rematch. And Charles worked really hard. And Charles came out with the win. But it was a battle. It went and it went all the way. went all the way. And, you know, whenever something goes all the way and it's a battle, the coaches and the fighters can be like, well, that was the decision. And, and if it... 
if a fighter is it could almost go any way it like could the, go anyway. the, the 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 coaches understand that it's like it's edgy like it can it can be like it can be like it could go any way a lot of times they some some coaches and fighters argue and get grumpy and be like that was mine he didn't you know blah blah, blah. but most quality fighters and coaches are like he won that was the judge's decision and we're gonna fight again another time yeah but um you know these guys were like yep charles won dan won the first one so this is, is the rubber the match. rematch yeah and it's for dan's dan's defending his muay thai ontario title uh and charles wants it really bad yeah and so does clifton brown so does Clifton. Clifton also wants, because Charles is, I would say, Dan is TKO's guy at the moment. Yeah. And I would say that Charles is Lotus's guy at the moment. Yeah. These are their top fighters. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, they want it. Everybody wants it. So, down to prediction time. Dan's going to take it. He's <laughs> a killer. Dan is... Dan is Dan has when you talk to Dan I love Dan by the way Dan if you're watching but Dan switches everything else off and he's just gonna kill you like today I was watching before we did our thing yeah I was watching Dan spar with Chris Gregg not spar Chris Gregg was doing the pads so he's got the leg pads the stomach pad the pad and they're just going and they're going hard hard like Chris Gregg was sweating buckets Chris Gregg was sweating buckets and after every round Chris Gregg was uh, breathing heavy at one point they had been three rounds or so and they're going hard Chris Gregg's like <sighs> he's like how you doing Dan Dan's like good <laughs> just, no problem he took a sip of water but he was like no wind just good yeah fine and at one point they're going like this and and uh Dan brings up a leg and stops it in front of Chris Gregg's head. And Chris Gregg goes, he goes, good control. <laughs> then he goes, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, they weren't fighting. Like, yeah. Chris Gregg wasn't trying to hurt him or fight him. But this Dan is what Dan have, would Dan do. Could have this taken is him what, out. This is what Dan would do in a fight situation. Right. Now, I, I will say from watching Dan, a bunch. The thing about Dan is that a lot of people, like, that in that Mike Tyson quote, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Dan's Dan, going to be the one that punches you in the face. Well, the thing about Dan is that, I, is that I feel like he can maintain his composure through the fight. Right. So, he just, he has the ability to be like, because when he was fighting Shane in season one, he he had this move that they were working on, and he did it. And I feel like a lo most people throw everything out the window. They're like, okay, this is it's fight. Once they're in the ring, they're like, okay, it's time to fight. But Dan is able to be calm enough and know his mind enough that he's like, I'm gonna try this move. I'm gonna try right. this thing that I've been working on. Right. Right and pull it off and pull it off because he did it. He did this fakey low kick so that the hands come down and then he comes down with the the top elbow on the top of the head. That was in season one. Yeah, and so that to me is a, is a level of fighter that is it's high for you're me. fighting intensely 
and your thinking. And your thinking, exactly. You're not just in primal survival mode, you're also, your brain is working. Right? Now the question is, is what happens to Dan when he's in trouble? What happens when he, does he have to go into survival mode? Well this is, the thing is, has Dan, like, I think Dan has fought enough to know what trouble, you know, mm -hmm. to know, understand trouble. I don't think he's like, I don't think he's been in a, because he's lost. He has lost. Yeah. You know, but, and he, he I, I feel like he's been on the receiving end of things. I feel like he, uh, yeah, man. But I, I don't know. I think he's a fighter. He's just a top, top fighter. And I don't, it's not that I don't think Charles is a top, top fighter, but I think that Dan is going to win. So basically, you've heard it here, folks. Uh, we're choosing all the local Kitchener Waterloo people, almost. Yes. And sorry, Toronto. Sorry, Toronto. But I, oh, we just love our guys, I guess. And they we look, know them well. They we know so, them. They're so goddamn tough. Yeah. Like, let me ask you a question. You want to get in the ring with Dan? Now you're a heavy. You're a heavier weight. Yeah. You're a heavyweight. Yeah. So are you, actually. Yeah, for sure. But Dan would kill me. Like, I don't even think that I would. Yes, I don't I, even think too, that I would touch look, him. He does. Yeah, he does. He does too much fighting. He would know too much. Like a normal human getting I, in the ring would not be able to. But what about you? What do you think? You would let. You think he'd land something good, or you think? Yeah, he'd, no, he'd he would trouble? definitely beat me. The only way I would beat Dan is if I knocked his head off. Yeah. If I if I like. Took a bunch of the blows coming in, yeah, and then just <laughs> smashed him, and he fell to the ground, and he's it's like, blah, 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 blah. that's the only way I'd beat him if I could sneak one through. And I'm not, I'm not a Muay Thai fighter. I have done it a little bit, but yeah. like, it's just you always want. That I is the only way. I always way. wonder. You remember when? I I don't want to get off track. I want to wrap this up. But do you remember when UFC was like? No weight classes, no whatever. Mm -hmm. And you always, you're like, man, a guy who's amazing against a guy who's a heavyweight, this is an interesting thing because Dan can dance around you all day long. One shot. you got to get that one shot in. And if you could get it, but you probably won't. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to, I, I couldn't fight anyone. Yeah. You're just a lo you're a lover, not a fighter. Mm no I think I could fight but uh, you need to you need to train to fight mm -hmm. you can't you can't expect to fight a fighter and not train fighting yeah. you know um, I want to fight somebody I don't think I will win well listen I think I'll get my ass whooped do, do you know what if we can make it back to doing a bit of Muay Thai yeah we should totally spar well yeah okay but listen you you get migraines sometimes I'm gonna hit you in the head, and then your migraines will never go away. <laughs> I just, you know what it is? I think it's like you know how you know how you know how you want to try something. Yeah. I'm just like I hurt myself pretty regularly. Yeah. And I'm just like whatever. I, you get hurt, it takes you forever to recover or whatever. It takes me forever these days. But I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah. There is. Something I feel about like it. maybe this is like old man in me, you know. This is old. This Rocky, is your Corvette. This is old Rocky speech. Like you know, I feel like I got something in the tank that mm -hmm. I can, you know. Um, 
but probably not. I'll probably get my ass whooped, which is fine. Yeah, it it, it is true when you when you when you get into the ring with someone who just punches you in the face a lot. Yeah. It sucks. Oh, totally. totally. Yeah, I used to. I I went to Thailand and trained a little bit, and uh, one of the sparring guys that I had was this uber tall German dude. Yeah, who ran his own gym, and he just kept punching me in the face, and it was very difficult for me to like know what to do right against someone who just kept hitting you in the face and it, like it's almost like I couldn't uh, like I just couldn't he, he would punch straight through my guard right his jab would come straight through my hands you're like what's happening I'm holding my yeah, hands well up. this is the thing I, well this is the thing I'm like I'm I, I'm on guard here to not get hit right and then bam he would hit me and I'd be like I don't even know what to do right now I'll just tap him in the leg a little bit. and Let me tell you something. This sport is no joke. No, it's not. This is no joke. This is... You watch UFC. Mm-hmm. This is all the stand-up part. Yeah. You know? The only difference between Muay Thai and, like, UFC is when they knock you on the ground, they don't then jump they on you and, like, try to... Mess you up. So this you, is, in fact... An elbow. In fact, Muay Thai is, like... Because the thing is, the ground stuff is the... What would happen if you were in an alley... But like the the stand up, it's like the most exciting bits. You think the ground stuffs would would happen if you were in an alley? I disagree. I think Muay Thai is the the martial art that you want to fight someone when you're in an alley. Yes. No one's gonna be like, okay, we're in a dark alley, and we're fighting, uh, and I take you to the ground and I get yeah. you in an elbow lock. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. 100%. You are, incur- you are mistaken if you think that someone wouldn't do that to you. If someone's fighting properly... No. In an alley, I'm going to elbow you in the face until you go down, and then I'm running away. That's what's going to happen. No, if someone goes to the onto the ground, if you're fighting... Yeah. In an alley. Yeah. You punch, punch, punch. Yeah. But eventually, it could turn into a wrestle. And when it turns into a wrestle... Because say for instance we were fighting, yeah, and I punched you three times in the face, right? Okay. And you're like, oh shit! And you grab me. Well, now we're wrestling, right? Right? And if we go down to ground, you're just gonna run away. That's where the fight continues. We we continue fighting. So you got like your balls in my face, and you're like on the thing. No, but it's not. It's also just like you grab the guy's arm, and you're like, I'm gonna break your arm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Fight's over. Adrian wants to go to the ground in a dark alley. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> the fight could totally just be stand-up, and most people will just stand up because that's what that's what fighting is. It's about throwing fists and yeah. more it's about throwing fists. Yeah. People don't really kick that much. I don't think it's tree alleys. I will. You kick this high? No, I'll break his leg. <laughs> if I get in an alley fight, I am going to Do you remember the story when he kicked the bag and hurt his ankle? <laughs> Doesn't matter. I might hurt my ankle, but I'm going to kick a guy right in the knee. I am going to kick him front ways. I'm going to teep him right in the kneecap. And that's going to be it. I hope that works. I hope that is it. If you break somebody's knee back. Yeah, you got to hit the guy. The guy's moving around. You're just going to walk up like with your knee ready. Like, I got this one move. Here it comes. (laughs) What noises are you making down there? (laughs) Okay, well, this is ending on a poor note. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're degenerating into a... Yeah, we've been watching a lot of fighting guys, yeah, yeah. okay? So now we're tough, okay? Now... We are the toughest <laughs> that Kitchener Waterloo has to offer. No, we are the toughest that my backyard has to offer. <laughs> Anyways, here's the thing, guys. I can't wait for these fights. I cannot yeah. wait. Yeah. You're going to be right in there with the action. On Oh, we saw our shirts tonight. <laughs> we've got... We've got eight cameramen. We've got a stills photographer. We've got people running around. We got a huge crew. We got a crew of like sixteen people. We got people selling our DVZ, DVDs out in the front. It's going to be an amazing fight night, and we're going to capture it all, put together a show, and hopefully, we were right with our predictions. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. It would be rough if we watched these guys, and none of our guys won. We would be very sad. Um, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. Let's see what happens. So you're going to be able to watch the show, listen to this show, see if we knew what we were talking about. Yeah. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. Thank right, guys. Bye. Dream big. Work hard. Really hope you enjoyed the show. Wherever you watched or listened, please leave us a comment or a review. We really want to hear from you. Share the show with a friend. You know they'll love us. Head over to our website, thefableforest.com. There's all kinds of great stuff. Poke around. Check it out. See you all again in a couple weeks.